Corporate numbers crunching, numbers doing things and business. Hello and welcome to the Omcast Grand Rewatch. My name is Dom. As one half of the Omcast, I'm joined by Tom. Say hello, Tom. Yes. So we now live in a world full of sequels, prequels, remakes and reboots. And we understand that sometimes life gets in the way and you're not always going to be able to catch up before a new one comes out. With that in mind, we're here to provide a weekly retrospective on some of the biggest franchises in cinema history, giving you a full spoiler rundown of each film in the series, including plot summaries, analysis and behind-the-scenes trivia. This week, we continue our rewatch of the Rocky saga leading up to the November 30th release of the newest entry in the franchise, Creed 2. Today, we're talking about the 2006 sequel, directed by Sylvester Stallone, Rocky Balboa. Yeah, or Old Man Rocky, as it should be called. Yeah. <laughs> it should be... <laughs> It should just be called Old Man Rocky, shouldn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's like, he's retired, he lives out in the desert, everyone else is dead. <laughs> oh, we're not far off. No, well, Paulie's around. Just. Just. I'm not convinced that Paulie is, um, is, is, is real. Oh my god, that's a bombshell. <laughs> I hadn't thought about that, because I'm just, now, now you say it, I don't know if he interacts with anyone else other than Rocky. He, he, okay. So, uh, when I first watched it, I was like, hmm, maybe Paulie's a ghost. No, genuinely, now, I'm thinking... But having watched it a couple of times since, there is one single interaction that we see, which is... Oh, yeah, when he comes in with the meat. in the restaurant. Yeah, he comes in with a big slab of meat, and she Mm -hmm. says, oh, you've got some... But outside of that... It's just... The kid never acknowledges it. Nobody nobody acknowledges it. It's his Uncle Paulie, but he doesn't give a shit. The kid doesn't care now. He's a high-flying business suit. Is he? He's just getting chewed out by his boss yeah. um, because he was late for some reason. But he was but late, he, but he blames it on his dad. He was, he was famous. He was late for work, but it's because it's because his dad's famous. It's your fault, Dad. It's good. They look at me and they see you, and it's like, all right, mate. Fucking can't. Uh-huh. Maybe change that then. Maybe if you know what you're worth, then go out and get what you're worth. <laughs> yeah. But don't be saying you ain't what you want to be because of him or her or anybody. Cowards do that, and that ain't you. Well, we can't, we can't, we can't say. Don't blow your what early. Sorry, but I mean, we, we, that speech is like the thing that is remembered by, about this film, or like yeah. people don't even know that it came from this one in particular. Mm-hmm. It's like a, it's it transcends the whole. It just is a thing from. It's like the music. It's like that. There's the music. There's that speech, and there's like certain things that just are have a life of their own outside of the series. Yeah, so there are sort of monolithic aspects yeah. of Rocky. Well, let's not get into that. Let's, anyway, let's yeah. right. <clears throat> so anyway, yeah, like you've done your recap of it, haven't you? I have. Right, so it's your turn, so go tell us what happens in Rocky Balboa. It's been 16 years since the end of Rocky Five. Okay, trodden our line, but... Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, it's been 16 years since the last Rocky <laughs> film. Sorry, right. <laughs> <laughs> and we open... The first Rocky film, without a previously on, since the original. We see Mason Dix knocking out an opponent before we're swiftly moved into the opening credits with a familiar song played over the top, although it's not the song you think it is. <laughs> we see a, a soft montage here of Rocky waking up, feeding Cuff and Link before giving sweets to the birds. We now move to a graveyard where we learn that since Rocky V, Adrian has sadly passed away. We see Rocky having brought flowers sat by the grave and Paulie lurking behind him. Paulie at this point notes that Junior isn't there. Rocky then heads to a tall, shiny building to see a young Italian-American man, played by Milo Ventimiglia. I wonder who he could be. 
<laughs> There's no Will Smiths around this. It's Rocky Jr. <laughs> so we are introduced to Rocky Jr., who seems pretty dismissive of his old dad, but, you know, <laughs> given the previous five films, I totally fucking understand that. Yeah. Rocky asks him if they want to get coffee and is summarily binned off. Junior changes his plans, and I'm fairly sure Rocky tells him to erase all the numbers, which is probably going to be both bad and illegal. Montage time. That's it, sports fans. For the first time in 16 years, we're introduced to a Rocky montage. Damn right. We see Rocky out on the streets of Philadelphia, in the same market that he was before. What's he doing? He's buying groceries. Rocky then arrives at his own restaurant, named Adrian's, and Spider Rico is introduced. Remember him? He was the guy that had the first fight with Rocky in the first opening scene of Rocky. Oh, shit. Okay. Rocky, Rocky. Oh, Rocky, Rocky, Rocky. Yeah. Side note, the painting of Apollo is hung in the back of the restaurant, which is a nice touch. Mm. We soft fade to a huge modern glass faceted house. Mason Dixon walks out and gets in his Lamborghini to watch a video of himself winning a boxing match and being declared unbeaten. In a blue filtered flashback to 1976, we see Rocky and Adrian's first on-screen meeting as he and Paulie visit the pet store that Adrian used to work at. Rocky then gives his best to Mick via the sign at Mick's gym across the street. Paulie and Rocky talk about being old and visit Rocky's old house while Rocky tries to be nostalgic and Paulie proceeds just to be a total prick. At this point, he finally admits that he was awful to Adrian. In a continuation of the saddest Rocky film ever, Rocky turns up at the bar that he used to frequent, which we last saw as the starting point of his fight with Tommy Gunn. Rocky chats with the barmaid, who reveals she is Little Marie from the original Rocky film, and he explains that Adrian died of the woman's cancer. Yeah. Yep. (laughs) They're approached by what I can only describe as a stereotype of the worst people ever, who insult Rocky after he declines to buy her and her friends a round of drinks. As they leave... Rocky offers Maria a lift home before they're both abused by the group of Nerdwells. Rocky gets out of the van saying, it ain't alright, before going old school Rocky and humiliating the aggressive male in front of the group, making him apologise and telling him to get a job. He drives Marie home and invites her and her son to the restaurant. We jump cut to a dimly lit boxing gym where we're assaulted with an effort to humanise and give Mason some character. We see him talking to his old trainer about boxing and learning about self-belief and stuff. Another jump cut to Rocky in his restaurant. The spider is now washing the dishes and Marie arrives. Another jump cut to an Irish pub. We finally get to see the MacGuffin of the film, which is a computer simulation of Rocky fighting Mason whilst the pundits absolutely assault Mason's fighting history. To no one's surprise, Rocky wins the bout. It seems as though everyone watching this is having a great time except Mason and Rocky Jr. Cut to the next day, Rocky decides to adopt a dog with the help of Steps, Marie's son, and proceeds to get the dog. I want a dog. I want lots of dogs. <laughs> you know how fucking cool dogs are? Yeah, yeah. Little yeah. angels. Better, better than people. Like, any of those dogs in that pound could have been really good friends with me. I know. Um, but they they chose the old ugly dog. That's fine. And they called him Punchy. That's fine. I want a dog. It's almost like they're trying to say something with this choice of dog. <laughs> anyway, Rocky adopts the dog, and between him and Steps, they name him Punchy. I don't know what I'd call my dog. Maybe Murphy, or Batman, or Chewy. Next up is a scene where Paulie continues to be a racist piece of shit and Rocky finally sees the simulation and decides to fight again. He ambushes Junior outside of his home and is told that he probably shouldn't box again. Rocky then visits Paulie, who continues to be unsupportive, which leads to Rocky having a brief emotional breakdown. The speed in which things happen in this film continue to astonish me and Rocky is now facing the boxing commission and is told that whilst he's passed the medical part, they will not offer him a licence at this time. Rocky goes to leave but turns back to deliver an emotional speech about being told no 
before storming out. Rocky Jr.'s friends then inform him that his father has indeed attained a license in a strangely short expository scene. This then hard cuts to Mason Dixon's training facility where he's advised by his manager to put on an exhibition charity fight against Rocky. In another section where time doesn't seem to have passed, Rocky is introduced to Mason's manager and publicist who present the charity match to him. Off screen, Rocky agrees to the fight, and in the continuing tradition of press conferences, Rocky and Mason are both met with questions of the credibility of the fight before Mason angrily storms out. Following this, Rocky Jr. arrives at the family restaurant to ask Rocky not to fight, and blames his lack of success on Rocky Sr. casting too big a shadow. Rocky responds to this with arguably the greatest speech in Rocky history. The following day, Rocky Sr. and Jr. reconcile at Adrian's grave, and Jr. says that he has quit his job to help train his father. Look who's back, everyone. It's Duke. It's fucking Duke. Apollo and Rocky's former trainer. Duke delivers a worrying speech indicating that Rocky's only hope is punching really hard since every other aspect of boxing is closed off to him because he's old as fuck. Cut to the weigh-in and Mason continues to be booed and disrespected. Right, it's fight time. Both men enter the arena. Rocky's entrance of I've Got High Hopes by Frank Sinatra is a little on the nose for me. <laughs> but the fight begins and despite Dixon not being in the greatest shape, Rocky is absolutely on the back foot from the outset. In the second round, Mason injures his hand and suffers the effects until it numbs up. Over the course of the next eight rounds, Rocky suffers blow after blow after blow from Mason and annoying interstitial motivational comments from everyone in his corner. The final round is here and everybody in the arena is behind Rocky, including himself, which is shown to us by an internal repeat of the speech that he gave to Rocky Jr. <laughs> the two trade blow after blow after blow continually until the final bell rings. Mason and Rocky embrace in the ring and everyone is very happy. The judges announce Mason as the winner by split decision, but Rocky is already left with his family before this is announced. As he goes to leave the arena, Paulie and Junior turn him back one final time to face his adoring crowd. We then have a quick freeze frame of him before we fade out and end with Rocky at Adrian's grave. The parting words of, Yo Adrian, we did it. We did it are very sweet before he walks away and literally fades to nothing. Yeah, he literally ghosts her. He actually, he's like, there's a couple of ghosts in this movie. Um, there's a point earlier where Adrian appears as a ghost, it seems. Um, not literally. Mm. Like, I've got, a, when I say they appear as a ghost, basically they, they do it like they're sort of see-through, like, apparitions of people. But they don't, like, turn up and, like, give speeches or anything like that. They don't like into, it's not like the force ghost. Well, like Nick in Rocky Park. <clears throat> no, that wasn't yeah, that was a flashback. Force back. Force back. Um but no, there's a bit where when he's doing the, the sad tour of Northern. <laughs> yeah. He literally there's so yeah, there's the bit the sort of midway through, or you know, in the first act anyway, where he literally just goes around all the old places from Yeah. His life with Adrian. He goes to the pet store. He goes back to his old apartment, and that's when you see like the vision of Adrian. He's like looking down the steps of where she's she stood there thirty years ago, and she, and and then you literally see her, and there's like little meek um, Adrian from right back at the beginning with her little glasses on. Um, little, well, you know what I mean. But like, <laughs> um, and then they go to the the um, what used to be the ice rink mm. that's now been torn down. It's been torn down, which Paulie's really happy about. Because Paulie's a piece of shit. And Paulie hates ice. He hates and ice. anybody on ice is an idiot. And anybody who walks on ice is an even bigger idiot. I like that now that now he's back working at the um, meat processing, whatever it is. Meat packing plant. Meat packing plant. But now he wears a hard hat. 
Yeah. Didn't wear a hard hat before. Health and, and safety gone, gone mad, mate. Health and safety, the time, times is changing. We ain't, we ain't like we used to be, Rock. <laughs> like, the thing with this film is, it exists purely because he was so unhappy with Rocky V. And he feels like he owed it to the character to give him a better send-off. Yeah. Um, so I feel, and like he was trying to get this off the ground for a while and it didn't get greenlit until 2006 so it meant that he was that much older I think he originally wanted to get it made around 2000, like 1999 yeah. which would have been slightly I mean then he would have been in his mid 50s which is a little bit better because at the moment he's literally he was 60 years old when he made this film yeah. and it shows because oh yeah like watching the, particularly the boxing fat, the boxing match at the end it's quite difficult to watch because it is like watching your dad get beaten up. Well, yeah, but also it's it's one of those things like when you watch the film without having that meta awareness of the film, when you watch it, every time he suggests about fighting again, you're just like, but why? Yeah, and you're it's, sixty years old, man. He just there's a lot of things where like characters' motivations are like, entirely internalized and they don't really. They just they make snap decisions just to move the plot along. So yeah. it's like so that was one of them. But he 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 sees this um, simulated fight. He looks very upset, and then the next thing you know, I want to fight again. Yeah, and it's just it and that's just, what I was saying. Like jumps. in my rundown. Yeah, like it's just cut after cut after cut after cut, and like I can only apologise for how sort of delineated that rundown was because that's how the film is. That's though. how the film is. Yeah, it's yeah. just cut after cut after cut after cut. There's no existence of time within this film. No, it all just goes real quickly and it like and yeah, there are so in terms of Rocky deciding to box again, he there are is you know, a couple of scenes within it where he does start to question it and he does mm-hmm. so he has the scene with Paulie where he breaks down and he talks about this be, there being a beast inside him that he's yeah. got to let out. And I think it's his grief and he's then it's like part yeah. of the sort of the anger of it, I guess. Um and then the other one, which was, I thought was quite good, is that when he's talking to Marie at one point, and he literally starts questioning, is that, why am I doing this? Mm. Like, is it ego, like the kid said, or is it, well, what is it? But, then, but by that point, he's already committed. He's it's already, the night before the that's fight. That's the night before it? the fight. Only then does he start to question him. It's like, maybe you should have thought about these things before you went and got your, li- your license back. Yeah, and you shouted at all of them to give you the license, and you shouted at everyone. Before you deliver driving speeches yeah. for everybody to be behind you, think about your decision Think yourself. about why you're doing it. Yeah. Like, it's great that you can convince everybody with emotional, well, speeches, yeah. you know, to them. It's great that you can do that, but nobody, nobody has actually had the opportunity to sit you down and be like, do you really want to do this, Rocky? Yeah. Like... But why? Like, because everybody else just says no originally, and I think that's part of it, is that Adrian isn't there. Yeah. And I think, I think that's so. There's some debate around the. Well, not debate so so much. There's a story behind the decision for Adrian not to be in it. Right. Because Talia Shear, it's not. She didn't die. No. She's still you know alive, alive and she's working and all the rest of it. So um, Stallone had a conversation with her about it, and they sort of mutually agreed that his idea for the sequel, whereby she was already, she'd already died, would give it. Like some weight, and she yeah. sort of she sort of gave him his blessing, uh, blessing, yeah, to let him do that, and release a statement and said, "Look, we haven't fallen out. He's not written me out of it. There's nothing like that. Yeah. It's just that's this is the idea for the sequel. Oh, good. Because otherwise, it would have just been heard saying, I 'I don't want you to fight again,' yeah. which she's done three or four times before now yeah. already. Um, and he sort of made it clear to her that, look, I'm not right. I'm in no way writing you out because you are the heart of the movie. Absolutely, but you're off screen, and they definitely they 
you know, hammer that point home. Yeah. And, um, the, and the thing is, the presence of Adrian is there throughout the entire film. Absolutely. So they've not literally just written her out and no. replaced her with a proxy of Marie. No. Although, yeah, Marie does sort of serve the narrative purpose, I suppose, isn't she, in terms of the way she talks to Rocky. Yeah. Like, when she, yeah, the, the coming to him the night before the fight. and But then she comes to him the night before the fight and gives him a photo of um, Adrian yeah. from the restaurant. So he's literally carrying the torch and passing it. So that's what yeah. she's doing, like in the most literal sense possible. Um, but yeah, and that, that was that was a good surprise because I remember when we back when we talked about Rocky One. This is the first time I've seen Rocky Balboa. Mm-hmm. Um, so back when we talked about Rocky One, we talked about this very strange scene where he, he walked the girl home and told her to stop smoking yeah. and all the rest of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, that was weird. And you were like, oh, it comes back. Yeah. And now it's finally come back. I thought that maybe there'd be like a passing thing in the street where oh look she's all grown up now and and that'll be it like a little cameo nope no she's like a main character in this yeah, movie yeah yeah she's, she's like that's what I was like like just remember her because this all comes back <clears throat> she said up yours creepo it's like that does all yeah all good insults last a long time it's like, he yeah. remembers, like I remember saying that I wouldn't have said that <laughs> so, no you did I remember. <laughs> yeah. I remember everyone remembers and so I remember why because I wrote it he goes, what? Mm. Nothing. He gets super meta. <laughs> but like, can we, can we, like, can we talk about the, like, okay, so I'm going to lay it out here. I really, really, really like this film. Right. I feel like there's a caveat coming here. But, <laughs> there are some weird, weird characterizations between Rocky Senior and Junior. Like, the way that, well, I think it's just because they realise halfway through that Marlo Ventimiglia can't act. There is that. <laughs> yeah, that, that's part of the issue. They've realised that. I reckon they probably had more of him, and then they cut it out because it was just too excruciating oh, to watch. God. So, oh, what have we done? It's like Heroes was big at the time. It seemed like a good idea. Yeah, looks the part. Can't act. I think the worst thing is like the biggest sort of exposure of that is when he gives in this speech, which is this amazing speech, which we talked about a lot. Mm. But he, it's supposed to completely change his point of view on life, mm. and he doesn't sell that. No. <laughs> like he doesn't because he he doesn't say anything, so he's got to do it entirely just by emoting. Basically, he's got to do it with his face, and he doesn't do it. I think what's missing as well is, it, like you say, it hard cuts from that to him turning up at Adrian's grave the following yeah. morning and saying, "I quit my job." I want to hang out with you. Yeah. I think what they needed in between that was him like having a scene on his own where he goes in and tells his boss that he's quitting. Yeah. And he like gives a speech of his own and said, look, I'm better than this. I know I'm better than this. And like the impact that Rocky's speech has had on him, mm. they, they needed that scene, but I feel like they probably filmed that scene, realized Milo Ventimiglia <laughs> couldn't act and then cut it. See, cause there's, there are parts in there that would indicate it. Like when, you know, whenever you see, Junior with his friends, that's all they talk about is his dad. Yeah, I get it. Like, I but and then his boss sort of tears him out, and then, then his dad turns his up. dad turns up, and he's like, "Oh, you know, can't believe you never introduced us. Can't believe you yeah. never introduced us. Take our picture. Okay, I'll see you later, Robert. Yeah, and you're like, okay, like there are parts in there that are that could have been built on more effectively. Like, they, like the idea, even like you know, you cast a long shadow. And, like, people look at me and they see you. And, like, that's not even a bad idea or a mm. concept of it, but they just didn't... They don't follow through on it. But part um, of that is expanded on in Creed. Yeah. When, spoiler alert, he's moved away. Yeah. Because... And I think that is... I think that, again, is a little bit more course correction. 
I know Sly didn't write Creed, but um, it's a bit in there. You think actually, yeah, that would that's some fairly important character development. Yeah, is that he has moved away. Yeah, to get out of his father's shadow, he was there to support him, but he's realised that he needs to get away from being in Philly. Yeah, I guess so. I guess so. Yeah, but it's, just, again, it's this. It's but it also, he's, a, he's a he's a dickhead in the film. He is, and he doesn't. But he's look actually after his, a victim as well. He does, but like the, the thing that bugs me is that he doesn't look after his dad. Like his dad's an old widower who's lost it. They, he doesn't seem to give a shit about his mum. Nope, he doesn't turn up to so the memorial. It's thing the memori- when do. he yeah. The reason that Rocky does the sad tour and like goes to raise his grave is because it's the anniversary of her death. Yeah. So how long ago was it meant to have been? About five years. Three years. Three years. Three years ago, she died. It's the anniversary, and they, he has what seems to be like a tradition that he does with Paulie. Yeah. Um, and but like even just the basic turning up the grave that day, and the kid doesn't do not, it. Not kid doesn't do it. He's doing well for himself, living in a nice brownstone somewhere downtown. Meanwhile, Rocky's struggling out in the in the suburbs, and he's not looking after his old dad. It's like fuck you, mate. I know he. Like I get it. I get that. Like you said in the previous movies. He's been like neglected and like he's got yeah. a lot of resentment towards his dad. But it's just it's the thing you do. You look after your yeah, of course you do. Like <laughs> you absolutely look after your parents no matter what. Um, <clears throat> but that's the thing. Like I get I'm all great like, the living that kid had as well. Partly. Well, until they, just, until, pure, just abandonment. For no, but that is until Uncle Paulie lost all their money. He had a great childhood. Well, he had money. Yeah, you know, I mean, it's not to say that his parents were. Hey, pet. look, I didn't have a pet robot. Can we? It's not a pet robot, it's not that's Paulie's wife. Yeah, I don't understand that. That's Auntie Robot. That's Auntie Robot, yeah. Um It's Aunt Sicko. Yeah. <laughs> but it but that's the thing, like he had sort of absentee parents, you know, and then there was that bit where he obviously had some strange medical condition where he aged five years in a year. Yeah, that was weird. That was that must have been tough, I That must have been tough. Yeah. I'm assuming he's only about thirteen now. Yeah, he's he's actually he's thirteen. That's why he's struggling at work so much. <laughs> Like I said, I'm sick of you. You're always late. I was like, I'm sorry. I had homework. I can't read. I don't know how to read the time. I don't know. <laughs> um, but yeah, and then that's the thing. Like, I think Rocky Junior is like the unspoken um, victim of the Rocky franchise. Yeah. But then in this, uh, yeah, in this, it's it's it is really sad because you're like. You should be a better son, despite the fact that you did have didn't have probably the best upbringing. Because, yeah. like I say, your parents just kept fucking off without you. But then you think you, about- you, you're, you're very aware that you haven't got that bonding experience because your father didn't even turn up to see you after you were born until your mother came out of a coma. Oh yeah, that's right. You yeah, know, but like, there's all of these like things yeah, that okay, as you yeah. look back on it, you're yeah, like, but like there's, he wouldn't have known that. Do you know what I mean? Like, no, no, no. But, but, there's, there's, but then there also, is an important thing about bonding with a child at that age. That's not. They're just, no, no, they're, no. no. Yeah. It's, it's 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 literally a science. And, thing. Oh, shut up! Until they're like three, kids are just like lumps of fucking <laughs> of pus. Like they don't mean they don't have personalities. They don't have anything. All they do is shit and cry and like sleep when they shouldn't. That's it, all right? They don't mean They don't remember anything. They don't matter. It could be a boy, it could be a girl. It doesn't really matter. <laughs> Jesus. Anyway. Um, anyway. Um, uh, but yeah, the, these things where he, like, senior is just absent throughout. True, but they kind of like, if you think about it in terms of where they left off and what's unseen. So where they left the Rocky series, yeah. Rocky Five, it was Rocky and his son going to the yeah. museum for art because the kid was an artist he was drawing stuff yeah. Rocky was taking an interest and he was saying like he was committing he was like the boxing stuff was done yep and that was when the kid was only like what 
12, 13, that sort of age she was. Yeah, supposed to be 14. Yeah, something like that. So you then assume then that from that point onwards, Rocky, like, left it all behind. Presume so. Yeah. So what's the problem? If that's that's the way they left off, we can only assume that that's the way it continued. And Because that's the thing, there was nothing... In between, there was no Rocky Six after no. Rocky Five, where he came back out of retirement again and neglected mm-hmm. him again, or went back over to Russia and had forced someone else. Nothing like that yeah, happened. Yeah. So presumably, for that whole fifteen-year gap or whatever it was, as he went through high school, as he went to college, as he went through all that, Rocky was there as mm-hmm. a father, and what he had nothing well, to yeah, stop I mean, him from being. You can presume so, but then it's that—that's the thing. Like the presumption of it is sort of. I think it's is what you take of it, you know. Like yeah. we, we've we've been regularly showing that Rocky will do one thing, and then fuck off and do boxing things again on his yeah, own. Yeah, but or do like something but else. Then, but if you take away that, it, we know that that element of the box, he's doing boxing things instead. Yeah. So if you take away the boxing thing, then what would he go away? What would he well, neglect him for? Yeah, but that's what I mean. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, and there and are, we can only go with what was presented to us. So what was presented to us at the final scene of Rocky Five was him bonding with his son. Not even him and Adrian and his son, just Rocky and his son. They were making yeah. that point. And yeah, like you say, taking interest in art, all that sort of stuff. So there's no... that's If that's the way they're leaving off and that's the last bit of text we've got, then there's no reason to not think that that's the way it continued. Yeah. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm you know... I think, uh, yeah... Not, I, maybe I'm projecting. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it might be. But yeah, and that's the thing. Like, I mean, we could labour the point all day, but it's, it is one of those things where there's a big gap where we don't see the sort of the parental aspect of it, and then the next thing you know, Rocky Junior is an adult. Yeah, Rocky Senior is an old man who wants to fight again. Um, but yeah, and it's I don't know the, the, their relationship is. I like the film because their relationship is so complicated. Mm. But they don't Rocky Junior is yeah. given such so little sympathy mm. as a character. Yeah, he's just written as like a wailing child. Yeah. And he's like, "Wow, I'm in your shadow." Well, they, they set him Wah. up, but they set him up as a bad, as a sort of, yeah, they set him up as the bad guy already, right? Immediately, why um, him not turning up at the grave, and then Paulie making the mm. comment, "As the kid should have been it." Yeah, like, oh, the kid, and then Rocky like defends, but oh, he gets yeah. busy because no one, get, no one gets that busy. No, exactly. And it's like already like you haven't even met him yet, and you're already like, yeah, yeah. fuck you, kid. <laughs> Absolutely. Like the kid's painted as painted as like a piece of shit throughout. Yeah. And then he only redeems himself after the speech, and he wait only doesn't even really redeem himself. He he only sort of changes his tone after the he, he speech. Just qu- he quits his job and starts hanging out with his dad, who just happens to be go- going into <laughs> a very lucrative boxing match, whereby he's going to set himself it's up charity. for the rest of- it's for charity. It's not all. No, some of it's going to charity, not all of it. They said there'll be a donation to charity. There's, uh, there's I- a- there's yeah. a shitload of money involved, right? <laughs> there is a shitload of money involved, and he and like he crunched the numbers because he's good with numbers, and he realised that he'd actually earn a lot more if he just went and stood in his dad's corner for half an hour. Then he carried on at this this some sort of weird corporate job that he's got. Yeah, yeah. Um, what's interesting is like so our conversation about this is different already, and it's like it does make me feel like this is much closer to. Rocky 1 and Rocky 2 yeah. because we're back to now talking about character motivations and relationships and how that mm-hmm. um, and the sort of the drama elements of it rather than talking about the boxing elements of it which was all the last couple of movies have been about 
yeah. has been his fight. He loses, comes back, fights him again, all the rest of it. Now we've gone back, right back to basics, and it's a drama which has got a boxing fight at the end. Yeah. Which is great, which is exactly... Which is like, why I enjoy it so yeah, much. Yeah, me too. And it's like, it maybe should have been made, you know, five or six years earlier, and that would have made it, you know, less of an issue in terms of... Ten his, years Yeah, earlier. maybe ten years earlier, yeah. Um, maybe it should have been made in 1990. 99, well, no, well, yeah, it should have been made <laughs> 1990, but then, like... I don't know, you'd have to take the step of him losing his money. So again, there, there is a purpose for Rocky V. Yeah, but again, they could have, like I said in Rocky V, they could have just had it as the opening. They could have done the previously on Rocky, <clears throat> and then they could have opened with them sat in like their lawyer's office, yeah. being like, our accountants just lost all of our money. And then that's all you need to do for that. Actually, I'll tell you what they could have done, is, and this is a bit, it's contrived, I guess, but you could have had it be like any money they did have left, they poured into Adrian's treatment. Yeah. Because that's how like fucking medicine works in America. I mean, that was the entire basis of Breaking Bad, was that he was trying to get money for his, own, for his medical treatment because he couldn't get it. So if she died of the woman's cancer... Oh, whatever that, the hell that means the most offensive line in this film like, Ooh, I don't know what about hide the silverware yeah good point actually <laughs> haven't thought of that <laughs> hide the silverware there's something else one of it. one of the yeah good. again Paulie's a racist piece of shit absolutely this. Paulie's just an arsehole in this but again what I don't understand about Paulie is that so they, they go through this whole thing well, where, well I guess, but we'll get back to Paulie in a minute yeah because it, yeah that's the thing like, I think if this film had been much made much sooner, it would have been better. Yeah, definitely. but then we I think we would have lacked because they tend to be set, or they try they try to be set in closer periods of time to one another. Whereas this one, it's very obvious that there is a big gap. Yeah, and that, I think I don't know. I think it kind of benefits had from it. Jump forward in time or something, or I don't. know, I think it kind of benefits from having that big jump forward because it is like yeah. well, it's old man. Old man yeah. and Rocky, isn't it? And that kind of like they bring. Speaking of that, and there's a kind of a coincidence or you know um, an analogy you can draw anyway with um, Wolverine, which is like basically the only purpose this film has to exist is to be better than the last one, which is the same for the Wolverine. So the second Wolverine movie, the one where he's in Japan, yeah. literally all it had to do to succeed was be better than X Men Origins Wolverine. Yes, and he passed that test just about. I know yeah. you've got issues with those movies, and you've got issues with Hugh Jackman and all the rest of it. God. But just step Damn aside, it. step aside from that for a minute, and just expect. Like that's what I mean. All it, the only purpose it had was to be better than the last one, and that is exactly what Rocky Balboa is as well. It's just just be better than the last one, which was fucking shit, and like left a poor taste in the mouth that everyone hated mm-hmm. it, and we can't leave it like that. We've got to do something else. So that yeah. is the only reason he came back and did it. Yeah. And I think I think a lot of the Rocky films as well is um, we have a, a sort of almost biographical in the way that the first one about was about him struggling to get into Hollywood. The second one was about the struggles that he had afterwards. Three, he had some trouble with, but he added some sort of meta points of it. Four and five will ignore a bit. Hmm. But um, I think this one is as much about... Um, him thinking that he's got one more in him. Yeah. Because he also did the same, I think it was the same year, or there was a year apart with Rambo. Oh, yeah, no, he did another Rambo movie, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he tries to cut. This is, I think so he did... is that Stallone's midlife crisis? Well, no, it's not a midlife crisis if you're 60, is it? 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Midlife... People, people live a long time now. Now, his midlife crisis was when he was um, was Rocky Five. That was his midlife crisis. He couldn't let it go. Like, we talked about fucking Apollo having a midlife crisis in Rocky Four. Yeah. And they're supposed to be around the same sort of age. So, midlife was way, way, way... <laughs> well, it was for Creed. Yeah. Um, but, like... I don't know, yeah, like you say, he's got one more in him. And that's, yeah, that's the thing. And then he sort of, he says about it, and he's like, no, it's done. The beast is gone, or the beast is he's out. He's got some beast in it. And again, that, that comes back to that he has a breakdown in the um, meatpacking place with uh, with Paulie. Everyone's favourite character. Yeah, which is another sort of, it gives him a good bit of motivation. He said, look, I didn't know it was going to be this hard. He starts crying. And, yeah, he says, I've got the, I've got this beast inside of me. I've got to get it out. And I, yeah, so he, he has got some sort of emotional sort of reason for doing it. But like, I think that's the thing. He, when he decides that he wants to box again, he doesn't say that he wants to box again to fight this guy. He says, I just want to do something small, local. Yeah. And then the promoters, because there's this whole thing going on, this subplot going on with the, um, the champ, Dixon. And he's like a technically great fighter, keeps knocking people out, but everyone hates him. Like the, mm. the movie. So um, what they've done is they've sort of discredited the um, the caliber of the heavyweight division at that point. Yeah. So he's the undisputed champion. He's got like what five belts. He's like yeah. He's like completely. So he's the got, unified champion. Yeah. He's thirty three for zero in terms of his. Yeah. He's won. But that's he's, and then everyone's like, but there's just no one that yeah. good in there. There's no one good enough to do it. He's he's not a great champion. He's a, he's the best of a. And a mediocre bunch. Yeah, but that's what I like. Is like the, the the really um like on the nose setup right at the very beginning. It's like we are waiting for a boxer with the passion and the heart that can take us. <laughs> and, and it fades out, and then it literally comes out with the titles: Sylvester Stallone. <laughs> like, yeah. If only there was someone out there who had Sylvester Stallone, he can do it. Not even Rocky. Just yeah. uh, just like just Sylvester Stallone. He's got heart. He's got passion. No one else does. Do not not like these young kids these days, all these new movie stars. Fuck bloody them. millennials. Yeah, these fucking millennials, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's just it is this weird thing, like because also it's it's just it's Mason Dixon, who is a boxer in real life. I'm, you'll have to forgive me, I've forgotten his name. Mm. But he's not a great actor and he sort of just like pops up in these random scenes that just feel like they're just oh quick, put him in there to humanise him a bit. I don't, yeah, I don't know why, like, really. Just, like, there's like a scene where it's like, oh, he's you, whenever you see him, like he's on his own. Yeah. Like he's away from the group and it takes all of his mates to be like, come back in and see this thing. And he's like, why? And he's like, they're being mean to you. And he's like, why the fuck would I want to see that? <laughs> yeah. Thanks, friend. He's supposed it? to be there to help me bring me back up. But... No, but that, that is the thing, though, isn't it? It's like, oh, they, they, they're dissing you. They're di- like, you got, it's all about like honour and like that's the whole thing. But it's it's like, just bizarre. It's weird. And then you got the whole business aspect of it as well. There's that whole sort of argument he has with his promoter and his manager whilst he's in the ring. And they're saying, people don't like you anymore. <laughs> like, yeah. really, like, laying into yeah. it. Like, people don't like you. You're, you suck. And, like, and we've got to make a, as much money as we can um, and trying to convince him to fight Rocky, basically. Yeah. And um, it's... And- it's weird, and it's like that, and yeah, they try and pitch it to him. But the terms. Rocky stuff is amazing, yeah. But the Mason stuff is just what, like, I don't I, know why they're bothered with it. Because yeah. if you think about it again, like if you're comparing it to the original, Apollo barely got, didn't get as much screen time as Dixon gets. No, Apollo got, like, gets one um, or two scenes, yeah, and that's it. But yeah, if you're trying to humanise him, dial back a bit of the Rocky stuff, yeah, 
All because or actually, I don't think they do humanise him. They don't. Do you know what I mean? He, at no point does I do I understand what he's going on in his head. Do you know what I mean? No. It's just his business guys arguing with him, and then he say, no, oh, "Everybody you. disrespects him. Everyone's booing him for yeah. some reason. Everyone's booing him, even though he won." And like, it's a very strange. Yeah, I don't know what they're what point they were trying to get. Like you say, I guess it was just a case of um criticising the sport of boxing and what it had become. Yeah. That's his that's what he's trying to get at, but he's not actually he's he hasn't done it in a way where by there's a human character associated with it. It's just no. he, he's a he's a proxy. He's just there to sort of say yeah. he, Dixon equals modern boxing. And that's yeah. it. Because then they, they sort of throw it back to he goes and sees his old trainer in the old gym. Yeah. And he's sort of the power of self belief and yeah. believe in yourself and stuff like that. And it's like that's great. And you get all these corporate shills that are like Nobody likes you anymore. Money, 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 money. Money, 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 money. But then, yeah, it's just... It is strange. Like, as much as I do really like this film, there is a big... It, I think it could have... I don't know. Because the stuff we saw with Apollo showed in one, we mm. saw, like, Apollo's hubris. Yeah. That he he just thought, oh, this is just going to be a spectacle fight. I'm okay with not training. Or we would see him in two, where Apollo was like... Holy shit! This guy nearly beat me last time. Yeah, I'm gonna do everything I can to win. Or with three, where we see Clubber like absolutely training like a monster, just being a savage monster throughout the whole thing. Mm. But we don't. Yeah, we don't really see him train. When he turns up at the fight, he's out of shape. Like visibly, he's not in good shape. Yeah. Somebody even comments on it. Yeah. And then the only time we ever see him humanized is when. His manager and publicist are being mean to him. When his manager and publicist are being mean to him behind his back, when they go and see Rocky in the restaurant, he's like, oh, could you imagine if you fought him when he was prime? Oh, yeah, we'd have killed him. You're like, Jesus. Yeah. But, yeah, it's just, it is really weird. Like, I think it, this film suffers with a pretty weak sort of opponent. Yeah. But I don't think this film... Is about the opponent. It's not. No, he's just he has to fight somebody. He has to fight someone. So they let's give him, him the yeah. bare minimum of characterization. What he's really, what he's really fighting is grief. Yeah, that's the re- that's the real villain. Like, yeah, yeah. which is cool. Which is and it's like and well, you know, it, again, it gets back to the whole Rocky. So like Apollo in the first one wasn't so much the villain as it was like it was about Rocky's self belief, which is why at the end of the first Rocky movie, he doesn't even win. It's no. not about that. It's about him believing in himself. And Adrian believing in him, and therefore he does win in a sense, like spiritually or whatever, if you like. In the first, it's one. a moral victory. It's a moral victory, as opposed to a literal victory. And it's the same yeah. here; he doesn't win this. No. So they they very much they they make a real, and it's, some of it's quite ham fisted, but some of it works quite well. They're making they're doing everything they can to make this a complete parallel to the original Rocky. Yeah. In loads of ways, um, and that is like and throughout there's loads of little bits like like you said the, the opening with the um the song uh which is take you back which was what was being sung around the bin <laughs> the bin fire <laughs> the bin fire back in rocky one by frank stein yeah um so that's yeah straight away that's back all the old settings are back and yeah even the plot of it like i said they the way it all plays out is very similar to the original rocky um, there's this, yeah, there's a strange thing with the whole restaurant. It seems to have come out of nowhere. I don't know why he's got a restaurant. When it, when you see the restaurant for the first time, and it's called Adrian's. It's just like ah, oh. <laughs> <laughs> feels so many feels. But it does. It's cool though. I like that they've found a way of 
giving him like a business to run or whatever or something yeah. whereby he's like so this, he's not destitute no he's not destitute that's the thing so it, it always bugged me that he, he has this whole thing in his head where unless he's fighting there's nothing else he could possibly do yeah and it's good to know that at some point presumably when Adrian was still around yeah they together went into business and got this Mm-hmm. Restaurant, which is cool. Like I can only assume that Adrian was involved in it. It's not something that sprung up over the last three years. No, and it's 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 definitely one of those things where it's like sell it by leaning into his boxing career yes. and having a restaurant. So it, where somebody it's, can it's, visit the spiritual home of Rocky. It's the spiritual home of Rocky. It's called Adrian's. He used yeah. to always in the last movie when he was talking about Adrian's home cooking, how good it was. So I like the idea that it was something they did together, and it mm. was like a husband and wife coming together. We're going to sell it using my. I'll be like the maitre d or whatever. All my boxing stuff's all over the walls, yeah. and I will entertain and I'll go around as character, as a character, and tell people stories and all the rest of it, which is cool. And you can look after all the the running of the kitchen, essentially. Yeah. I reckon that's what it was to start with, which is a really cool idea. But also, if you notice, like, so there's a woman on the front desk. Yeah, so I think that's definitely going to that would have been Adrian. Yeah, probably. You know, and then yeah, probably. Um, yeah, they're cooking Italian food. But would it have been Adrian's yeah, recipes? It's Italian food being cooked poorly by Mexicans. Wait, just, did he say poorly? He just said it's Italian food cooked by Mexicans, isn't it? I don't know. I don't know if he maybe he says poorly. I don't know. And then, but the, again, and it's then the poorly thing, being a total total prick. Yeah, but then poorly provided all the artwork. So I've got a theory, right? So at one point when Rocky goes to meet Paulie at the um, meat at the meat plant, he's got a canvas mm-hmm. and he's painting. Mm-hmm. Which is like, whoa, where the fuck did that come from? Like, Paulie's like a piece of shit. Like, he hasn't got a creative bone in his body. He's just, he's the meat packer who smokes cigars and he's just an arsehole, basically. Yeah. And then suddenly they've given, they've never hinted at it before, but he's there and he's painting, like, watercolours. And he's painting acrylics. Is it acrylics? No, oh, right, yeah, which sorry, not watercolours. Yeah, no, so yeah, which but, is the same paint that's being, that with the Apollo Rocky picture was done. Exactly. So, One my thing theory. I would say, no, 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 no. Don't, no, don't no, fucking no, say it. No. <laughs> That is an original Paulie piece. I'm telling you now. I'm telling you that painting was painted by Paulie as a tribute to his brother-in-law, and that and it is in pride of place. Okay, I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna allow you to have that head cannon. Why not? <laughs> but you're so wrong. Why? Why am I wrong? So, so look at the Rocky picture. Yeah. And then look at what I, what Paulie's painting. Yeah. Paulie's painting like a, what looks like a picture of a dog. Yeah. Or a horse. Yeah. Or a deer. Yeah. But look, he's using similar colour schemes. He's using... No, 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 no. <laughs> he's not using similar colour schemes. The, but... the, the picture, the, the Apollo and Rocky picture is amazing because there's no discernible outlines of it. Everything is done with colour strokes and it makes, in a collage, to make this massive picture. It's really emotive. It's really kinetic. It's really impressive to look at. All right, fucking the art critic. Where do you come from? Hold on. And then you look at Paulie's picture and you go, oh, that's just, that's just an idiot. <laughs> no, no, I, <laughs> like I say, I'm preserving your headcanon. You keep that in yours. I'll keep mine in mine. We'll, we'll yeah, just... but, uh, who painted it then? I want to know. Like, ge- There's a genuine artist. 
A literal artist. I yeah, but right in the con- no, I'm not talking about in real life. I'm talking about in the context of the movie. In the world of the movie, where did that painting come from? Who painted a, pi- a painting of Rocky versus? No, he said it. It broke the space time continuum. No, yeah. So why <laughs> they so, both punch one another so, so hard that it's just formed yeah. in in air? No, but that's because they broke all the cameras, so it stopped yeah. filming. Now that that was yeah, that's originally what happened. But someone had to be there to capture that. It, no, it just it just no one it else just even knew about that fight. But no one even else knew about that fight. The whole point of that fight was it happened behind closed doors. So yeah. how the fuck did someone paint <laughs> the that? inclusion of that picture in the rest of the Rocky franchise as a physical painting is just breaks the universe. Well, the whole thing <laughs> is similar in a way to the um, the Rocky theme being yeah. both in yeah, and yeah, both, yeah. both both being played like as part of the soundtrack and also being played by people and like he sings it and like when he like gets off the plane they're playing it and it's like well does it exist in the film or does it exist outside of the film and the yeah. painting is another example of that but the that's... existence of Frank Stallone in numerous roles yeah Frank Stallone <laughs> <laughs> well no I don't actually because Frank Stallone He's a singer all the time, though, isn't he? Yeah, he's, not... he's also in the sparring partner in Rocky Three. Oh right, okay. He's also he's in like but in Rocky three, roles, in Rocky three, three he's there. Roles. He's singing, pushing, isn't he? Yeah, pushing, getting ready for the fight. But then he's also in um, the sparring scene. He's got his back to the camera the whole time, right? But yeah, he's just he's got like a few roles. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I do. Yeah, I. Just... <laughs> I my, and in my, my head canon, they're the Frank brothers. Well, because there's there's two of them. Because there's there's yeah, there's more than one of them. Is it like and, um, I'm not even locking it down to two? Is it like Pat Oswald in Agents of Shield? Yeah, there's just a shit like <laughs> yeah. the, the Krenning kid, the Krenning brothers. Oh yeah. no, not him. That's Billy. The Krennics. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, like I don't know. Yeah, I d- I yeah. Let's move on from the art thing. <laughs> no, the art. I'm telling you now, it was Paulie. Paulie painted Definitely that. Definitely not. Unless Paulie did that in some sort of bizarre fugue state where he wasn't conscious or yeah, has since lost the ability to make yes. any sort of right. normal brush stroke right, on there you go. Covers. So now he's old he's like Rocky he can't but like he used to be really good at painting but he's not so good anymore because he's old right so back when that happened which was Rocky 3 so that was way, that was like 20 years ago and yeah, that was like mid 80s when Rocky 3 happened wasn't it or even earlier than that so that back then Paulie was really good at painting and he painted this amazing watercolour. Yeah. I don't want to give Paulie any credit for being good at anything other than a racist piece of shit. Yeah. Which he's really good at. Yeah, no, he is good at that. It, may, like, it, it would annoy me if someone that like, like Paulie was that good at painting. Yeah. And I think that's why I've got a bit of a mental block on it. Okay, okay I see that. Okay, that's fine, that's fine, that's fine. Um, because, yeah, he is, like they go all out on the whole... Ra- well, not all out, I guess, but they... they another more indications of him being racist in this one yeah. they're basically there's this character who comes into it so you've got Marie yep. who was the girl from the first one and then she's got her son who they just call Steps. Steps which is like a nickname isn't it it's not his actual name it's like Stevenson that's right it's short for Stevenson um, and like there's an awkward bit to begin with when they when she first introduces him because there's two kids yeah. stood next to each other and Rocky assumes that her son is the white kid Yeah. in actual fact it's the black kid yeah, um, and she says, "Oh no, yeah, his dad was from Jamaica." Jamaica. And he goes, "Oh yeah, Jamaica, European, <laughs> European." And he's like, "Oh, Rocky, he's like, uh... what? Were you on a cruise ship or something?" <laughs> but like, anyway, this comes to a head with Paulie, where like the kid is at the restaurant just mm. looking around at all um, Rocky's stuff, and then leaves and says goodbye to Rocky. Paulie's there, and he goes, "Who's the criminal?" 
Yeah. Hey, you better hide the silverware. It's like fucking hell. Why? Man. Why keep including that? Like, I don't know. I don't know what. Yeah, that's because the these cause... are things that are specifically being written. I don't know what it adds. I don't know. I like, don't know. It just makes us not like him. Mm. Unless it's a case of Stallone just trying to want to be keep the character consistent. But I don't know. I don't know why he chooses to include that. I don't. I don't. Yeah, I don't get it. Like, is it? It like there is the stereotypical racist uncle, which Paulie is. But why not have some minor development for him? Because Paulie's characteristics haven't changed. No. <clears throat> He's always been a piece of shit. That's the other thing that bugs me is that he when he talks why, about why Adrian, make him a painter? Why not just make him not a racist? That would be some cool character development, wouldn't it? <laughs> I would love it if they just they came back and he's married to a black woman. Exactly. <laughs> just anything, anything like that, rather than trying to add some depth to Paulie by now he does painting and he's been fired, so and he's an old man who punched himself in the face. That's weird. Like, yeah, I don't get. Why so, not make him give him some extra depth that he just has gotten past biases that he's got. And that's what annoys me as well is that like, he is sort of off screen, but he just goes. He rages about the whole Rocky living in the past and thinking about Adrian all the time. Yeah. He says, you treated her good. I didn't. I didn't treat her good. I'm like, yeah. why the fuck not? At what point did you stop? Did you not? Did you think- only realise that after she died? But what I don't get is like, they had the whole thing in the first one where it was like, he's been looking after her all this time and he resents her and all the rest of it. And that was almost justified. We talked about that at the time. But then since then, when he doesn't have to look after her anymore, when Rocky's looking after her and he's just along for the ride, basically... Why does he not start treating her better? Why does he still treat her like a piece of shit? Because the way he talks about it then is that then it's like, oh yeah, I treated her bad her entire life, so I don't want to think about her anymore. Your sister. Yeah. So not even like when she got together with Rocky and married Rocky. So for the last thirty years, you haven't been better. Like, did that not change your relationship with her at all? Did you still just treat her like a piece of shit? Mm. What's the matter with you? He's just like, he's not... but, but what's the, but not only that. What's the what's the matter with Sly? Yeah. Why is he not doing this? Yeah. I don't know, yeah. Paulie's not a beloved character. No, he's not. But I feel like maybe in Sly's head he is. I don't know. But yeah, just, maybe I think it, maybe in, in Sly's head he's. I think. I honestly think that there's somebody that Paulie is based on. Yeah, maybe because there is like a consistent on the outside. He's really gruff and he's racist and he's nasty, but on the inside everybody kind of likes him or puts up with him because they love him because he's this link to the past or something yeah I guess so it's, they don't but, ever endear him do they, they, no. they yeah and then, yeah there's the whole thing so like that would have been good for development of both Paulie and the kid to have them have a conversation mm. about your dad and why he's doing this and all the rest of it and because he, he's lost your mum and he doesn't know what to, like he's that, lost yeah and that conversation would have been good but I feel like they just for whatever reason they've got to keep the focus on Rocky haven't they yeah, um, because so you've painted like Paulie is a total piece of shit, and you've painted Junior to be a piece of shit in this film. But the only person who's great is Rocky. Yeah, <laughs> and everyone loves Rocky. Everyone cheers, everyone cheers Rocky. Um, and yeah, to be fair, Stallone's performance in this is good as well. Stallone's performance in this is excellent. Yeah, I do, and like I said, I know we're giving it a, a few bits of this a kick in, but by and large, I really, really enjoy this film. Yeah, because it's it feels like like Rocky 3, 4 and 5 couldn't have happened then you bring this in mm. and it would still work yeah yeah. it feels like true. if you take out Rocky 4 and 5 this could still work it feels like if you could take out Rocky 5 this could still work yeah, yeah. you know uh, well, no, the, the, because the it, that, it feels yeah, like to I me see. the thing I always keep coming back to is how did he lose his money 
Yeah. Like if, you, if you ended, but, if you stopped watching it at Rocky Three and then just fast forwarded to Rocky Balboa, he was like, yeah. wait a minute, he was in a mansion before with like a shitload of money. Yeah. What, what the fuck happened? So and you, then, again, all that sort of stuff can be explained away really quickly. Yeah. Because you know, sports stars don't live in massive multi-million-pound mansions for the rest of their lives. They tend to buy something smaller. Do they? Yeah, yeah. it's quite common because, you know, well, you make hay while the sun shines and live in the massive multi-million pound mansion until you retire and then you've got to watch your money for the rest of it. Yeah. So, but, like, they could have had him get into punditry, they could have had him get into something. That's what, yeah, I don't understand why he's not, like I said, the restaurant is enough of a little thing for himself. He's like, he's kind of out of the spotlight but he's still trading on his name. But and then what about mixed gym? Why is he not running mixed exactly. gym? Exactly, he was running it in five. He was running the place. It, yeah, it start, it's just gone into disrepair. But at the, at the start of five, it was like a dump, and there was no one using it. He fixed it up, sorted it out, and then he beat up Tommy Gunn, and then forgot about it again. And then no boxing again. And then no boxing again, and even like just running it on the side or like giving it to little the little guy, where his name was, Jimmy. Yeah, and saying, right, I'm the owner, you're the manager, you run it. Mm-hmm. Because it was left to Rocky Jr. in his will. So it, he owned that building, unless he sold it to buy the restaurant. But it was left to Rocky Jr. Yeah, no, no, he sold it, so he cheated him out of his inheritance. That's why he hate, That's another reason why he hates it. <laughs> okay. That's another uh, reason. Well, maybe. He's like, you never think of me. Mick left me that. Like, he probably doesn't even remember Mick. No. I'm just trying to think. How old he was in three? How old was Jr. in three? Um, I don't know, they left him behind. That's what I remember. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Uh, he was like a little kid with giant glasses, wasn't he? I remember that. He was driving around in his mansion in a golf buggy. Oh, yeah. So he's like three or four? <laughs> yeah, so you wouldn't have remembered five. Mick, I don't think. Yeah. Fucking weird. Weird. But yeah, I mean, and then, yeah, he comes out of retirement because of a simulated boxing fight on a computer. Yeah. Which was based on a real thing, wasn't it? Oh, uh, yeah, there's the Ali and uh, Rocky Marciano. I don't get that. So so they fed all the results into a computer, mm-hmm. and it just kicked out a response. It wasn't like a computerised fight, was it, like the way they no. should? Obviously no, not. Because no. it was like back, when was it? Like way back. Yeah, in the 60s, 70s? Yeah. Yeah, so basically it, what they would have done is they would have fed in all of the boxing stats. So it would have been like knockout rounds, how many wins, how many wins by knockout, how long would the rounds have gone on, how would this have happened, how would this have happened, how would this have happened. The computer sided with Marciano, I think. Yeah, so the computer simulation fight was based on the super fight in 1970, which pitted Muhammad Ali against Rocky Marciano. Every possible scenario was considered and filmed, and the computer decided that Marciano would win in the 13th round. When told of the result, Ali retorted, that computer was made in Alabama. Brilliant. I <laughs> uh, love it. So, I mean, yeah, we've, we've talked about like, the character element of it, but there's about the, um, the the boxing. First of all, he, get, he gets his licence, which I don't understand. So he, he, they just they brush over the fact that he passes the medical. Yeah. Right. No. No, no, no. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. no. In the last... In the fucking last movie, he had, like, brain damage. Yep. He had, like, brain damage, you cannot box again. He's already, like, his knuckles are fucked. Like, later on, they had the whole speech with Duke where he talks about all the things he can't do anymore. Yeah. So I'm like, and how, how the fuck did he pass the medical exam? They just, they just, everything's done in shorthand in this movie. And they just, they skip past the medical and then go to the board and then they say no. 
and then he gives this impassioned speech and they go, oh, all right, okay. Oh, okay. But they've got no... Me- if they have medical grounds to say no, then that was the end of the movie. It's a 40-minute 40, <laughs> it's a, it's a movie and he'll go, oh, yeah, no, I, I didn't think I could really fight again. Actually, now I think about it, it was a bit silly, wasn't it? All right, see you later, bye. And then the rest of it is just about an old Italian man running a, running a restaurant. <laughs> 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 That's what that's what it should have been if it was realistic. Like yeah, yeah. But like, I don't get it. I don't get why they just because they, like I say they really made in the last movie. I'm, I'm guessing he just assumes everyone forgets about it because in the last movie they made a big point about saying how no you can't fight again. Yeah. Medically, like, yeah. And, and then he had a bare knuckle boxing fight in the street. Yeah. Well, not even bare knuckle boxing. He had a just a throw down yeah. street brawl because that's what Rocky's always been about, apparently. But anyway, we've we've bitched about Rocky Five enough. Exactly. But like again, like it's this weird scenario because he was told he can't fight again. The the whole thing about Rocky Two, yeah. Adrian wasn't behind it because he had a detached retina, and if he gets hit again, he might go blind in that eye. Yeah, but then he had an entire career after that. Exactly. <laughs> like so, so Rocky is quite happy to move past like medical advice. There's because movie, the power of heart compels him. Yeah, but, but there's that, and then there's giving a 60-year-old broken man yeah, exactly. a, a, a licence to go and get himself hurt. Against... Who, who is clearly doing it as a reactionary measure yeah. against a simulation that was just shown on national television. That I thought... Because, again, I... It's first on time, ESPN. <laughs> first time I saw this, and again, I come back to that, I thought they were going to go, right, you passed the medical, but we're not giving you it. Because, basically, I thought they were going to say that we had a psych- psychological evaluation mm-hmm. and found out that you're doing... You're, like, you're not right, and you're doing this for the wrong reasons, you're grieving, so No. Basically, that's what I thought it was going to yeah. be. This is clearly about a man who has some emotional issues that he can't move past, get past without punching someone, and decides that to do so, he's going to punch. He's going to punch a young man. No, no one at any point is concerned for um, Dixon at this. No, no one fucking cares. No one cares about it. Like, 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 I feel really sorry for Dixon because just no one gives a shit about no, him. No one cares. And just, I feel like there's the bit, yeah, like he sort of, the idea is that he's supposed to have some sort of redemption by the end of the fight by Rocky telling him that he's now he's got heart because he's fought Rocky. Right. Um, and that's like... Passing on the mantle. Well, that's like how the the promoters sort of sell it to him is that, look, if you go in and do this and you carry him or whatever, then you're a hero at the end of it. Like, it, yeah. will, it will be good for your reputation. It's like a it's, yeah. a, it's a damage control thing. Much like this movie being a damage control for the Rocky franchise. Yeah, it's not a subtle reference. No. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's, so they give him his license, and then after all the sort of hand wringing and everyone asking him why he's doing it, he eventually gets down. Because it's not until right towards the very end that we even get any training. He has a very quick training montage, mm-hmm. and then he goes into the fight. But we have this amazing training sequence with Duke, um, <laughs> where Duke gives him this speech about. Yeah, all the things he can't do. And it's like, we got to make it, make it feel like he's trying to kiss the express train. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, what the fuck is going on? That's what he does. He, he cracks his neck from side to side. And he he goes, does. Yeah. I think that, that little bit was a bit much. I know I told you to do what you like. It's the same actor who played Duke back, mm-hmm. back all the way through in the old Rocky movies. Yeah, and he just talks. And then there's the lovely irony of the speech that we've sort of talked around earlier is the... It ain't how hard you hit. It's about how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward. But when it comes to his strategy as a boxer, it is entirely about how hard he can hit and nothing else. So I love the fact that... He's literally told, you need speed to beat him, which you can't because you're old. You need to spar with him, which you can't because you're old. 
You need to avoid getting hit, which you can't because you're old. Your knees, are, your knees are fucked, so you can't move yeah, around exactly. too much. You've got calcium build-up. You've got this, you've got this, you've got this. And it's like... So the only thing you can do is hit him really fucking hard, which is the exact opposite point of the speech you gave earlier to your son. <laughs> it's like it's a shame that happened to be like... Bet though, like If it, the speech fitted with the boxing strategy, yeah, it would have been slightly better. I know it's all like his metaphor is about how hard you can hit and all the rest of it. But like, yeah, it would Yeah, it's the fact that the, the, I get... The, the speech and I get the line mm. but it's the fact that they go you just got hit him really hard and you're like maybe phrase it better yeah but well, they try they, they talk around it like yeah they do the kiss the express train blunt force trauma um, it hit him so hard it will rattle his ancestors like that, which is a great line. Which, like he was, I think he was so proud of that line. That's why he used it twice. Yeah. Like he says it. Like Jute says it, and then later on, yeah, one it's of, so hard his ancestors felt dead. One. Yeah. And then the commentators use it later, and then like, I just love it if they just cut to Jute going, "Fuck, that's my line, <laughs> motherfucker, stole my line." <laughs> yeah. And then so then Rocky goes through with the whole match. He brings Paulie with him. He brings the kid with him. He brings Duke with him um, to fight in this corner. I Steps. love. And steps, steps is there Marie's steps in the there. crowd Marie's there um, I love that Paulie immediately gets on the whole sponsorship thing and yep. then when they're walking out everyone's wearing the same thing apart from Paulie which has got covered in sponsorships like sponsorships all over he's got his hat he's got his on the back of his shirt he's got them on his sleeves he's got them all down the front he chooses the song yeah apparently but I don't, again I don't understand like when when he goes and tries to get them those sponsorships who does he explain who he is do you know what I mean? I'm Rocky's wife's brother, right? Where's his wife? Oh, she's dead. But I'm he, I'm her brother, so can I have some sponsorship, please? It's like when they do the press conference and like Rocky sat there with a little card saying Rocky Barbara, and Paulie sat there next to him, and it's just like, what is your qualification? Why are you here? You're not his trainer. You're not anything. He's been in all of them. I don't know why. Why? Like, He's been there for no, everything. He has, but like, like in Rocky Four, like Paulie got taken to Russia for some reason. Yeah, but like with the press conferences, sometimes Rocky uh, Paulie's like sat in the front row. He's not usually on the other side of the press conference with the little card. With his no, head. now he is. It's like he's become such a legend. It's like ah, it's Rocky and Paulie. Hey, Paulie. Like, like no, 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 fuck off. Yeah, it's bizarre. Like but, I don't get the Paulie paradigm. No. But we've talked enough about Paulie. <laughs> anyway, but yeah. we, I feel like this podcast has almost turned into a Paulie podcast at this point. Podcast. We, we've just talked so much about Paulie. But yeah, then we get into the fight. And the fight is basically it's classic Rocky, really, isn't it? It's the, They show the first two rounds in their entirety, pretty much. Can we talk about the fact that Mike Tyson... What does Mike Tyson say? Because I rewound it like three or four times trying to understand what the fuck he was saying. I, can't, I don't know. What was he saying? No so, something about he... Is he supporting Dixon or is he against Dixon? No, he's against him. Right, you're not a real champ or something, he was saying, wasn't he? Yeah. Right, okay. But yeah, that was weird. But Mike Tyson was there. <laughs> like Mike Tyson was brought in to shout at Mason Dixon. Because well, I think apparently they, they filmed it on the night of an of a real fight. Yeah, because if you notice the way that the film stock is as yeah. well, it changes, so they've yeah. obviously got different cameras. It's, they, they, different it's the frame. setup of an HBO boxing yeah, fight. Yeah, um, And they used the same crowd and everything, and they were saying that literally the... The biggest cheer of the night wasn't for any of the real boxers, it was for Rocky. Again, everyone yeah, like I say, like they go back, the most famous boxer in the world is fictional. Yeah, and it was just like, um, they, didn't, like they, didn't, they didn't know what the crowd would be like because they're, like, they're there to see a real fight, and then Sylvester Sloan in his 60s comes out to make a, mm-hmm. a movie. But they just, the crowd spontaneously cheered him, clapped him, and were yeah. great without any direction or being told what to do. 
which is great. I think, yeah, it's a great testament to this series and this franchise. And that oh, is, yeah. they sort of hit on that right at the very end of the film. They've got that, and then they've also got the running up the steps bit mm-hmm. over the credits, where they sort of really lean into the, the legacy of the Rocky franchise, yeah. which is great. Shame that the statue still isn't there. Isn't there anymore. Yeah, I know. Because like, that would have been a nice... Well, they even addressed that earlier in the film, didn't yeah, they? Yeah, they said, is it, are you mad because they took your statue down? Yeah. Um, so, which, like, yeah, is a setup for then later on when he's running up the steps. Obviously, it's not there anymore. Um, but that doesn't say, the statue isn't gone because we do see it again in Creed, don't we? It's just moved. Yeah, it's just moved. Um, they've moved it lower. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> it's outside a, on the entrance to a park that's at the bottom, the, near to the bottom of the steps. Yeah. So it's close by, but it's, it's not just, at the top. Yeah. Yeah. As we addressed before, but yeah, and then yeah, the fight. So the fight—it's um, not the best fight in the Rocky franchise. It's not, but like people, are, basically, the, some people have praised it as being realistic or more realistic because of the fact that the sound effects mm-hmm. are just the actual punches, which they've never done before. Before, it's been stuff like it's been like gunfire and all yeah. kinds of crazy shit, like, like the, cannons going, cannons going, <laughs> yeah, like Velociraptors screeching. <laughs> And then this time it's literally just the sound of a man hitting another man, like, yeah. and that's it, which is right. But yeah, it's, I love this the 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 way they sort of convolute it to keep Rocky in the fight is that the guy hit him so hard he broke, broke his, his hand, <laughs> and therefore he fights eight rounds with a broken hand. It was well, yeah, of course he's gonna Rocky's gonna go all right then, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. The guy he's fighting <laughs> literally broke his hand. Like, I don't. Is there any precedent for that? If you break your hand in a boxing match, they go, oh, it will numb up. And then you carry uh, on. Surely not. Surely, not if you bro- but surely if you break your hand, that's it. Yeah, I mean, normally they would... Well, it depends. Cool it. You can't so, keep... If he, f- he fought eight rounds against Rocky Balboa with a broken hand, do you think he's ever going to come heart. back? No, no, no. But is he, he's never going to be able... The next fight he has, his hand's fucked. He's never going to be able to fight properly with that hand because he... Think how much worse he made that injury by continuing to fight. <laughs> and he's fighting... Not only is he fighting, he's punching basically a block of iron because that's what Rocky is he's a, he's, yep. a blo- he's just he's a got, piece of iron he's got cast iron human. jaw he's not human he's a piece of iron and it ain't how hard you can hit it's about how hard you can get hit and keep going and keep moving forward it's how winning's done um, but yeah and then like the the sort of filmic aspects of it like yeah the, there are these bits where in between rounds where it goes into this Sin City type montage thing yeah so to explain for the readers yeah so Sin City is basically everything's in black and white Except for there are splashes of enunciated colour. Yeah, so it's like blood. Um, sometimes they show like the, the... So they show Rocky's colours and yeah. Mason's colours. And that's the only thing that you see is their, is their corner colours yeah. and a bit of blood. Um, and it's it's a cool effect. Yeah. But... Why? Okay, well, know. at the time, it was, it was. I'm sure it was breakthrough at the time. But since so. then, everybody's got that filter on Snapchat. Yeah, so exactly. No yeah. one cares about it anymore. Yeah. But it was a very cool... I remember sitting in the cinema and seeing that and being like, oh, that looks wicked, actually. Yeah. But uh, it is very dated now. That and the uh, the blue filter for flashbacks is a weird thing that yeah. Snow picked up. I don't know why. He that did. was a weird Because this must be... In terms of his directing, this must be the last thing he directed, surely. Oh, no, no, that's not true. He directed The Expendables. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I forgot about The Expendables. Yeah, I was going to say, I'll leave you with that one. I think, did he do Escape Plan? The, the no, he didn't direct Rani? it. No, he didn't direct it. Um, um, but I thought we still need to watch Escape Plan 2. What one's that? Electric Boogaloo. What? What? <laughs> is, is, really? No. Um, Escape Plan 2, Hades. 
It's an even it's an even worse prison this time, and he's got an escape from it with a plan. What Rocky? No, that Stallone. Escape plan two. So they made escape plan with him and um, Arnie. Arnie. They made escape plan two with him and Dave Bautista. Oh, okay. Which we need to watch because it sounds amazing. They did Rambo after that as well. Yeah, this was him trying to come back, wasn't it? Oh, what, what, you directed Rambo, you mean? All mm-hmm. oh, right, okay. So he directed Rambo in 2008, Expendables in 2010, and another film um, called Tough As They Come, which is yet to have come out. Okay. Well. Well, wait. Did he? What? Staying Alive. A film with John Travolta, mm-hmm. also directed by Sylvester right. Stallone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I never knew that. Yeah. Son of a bitch. But yeah, so to to continue with the fight, it is a hard watch. Yeah, because he's because like I say, and it's like watching your dad get beaten up by a young guy, and you just want to step in and just leave him alone. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. For fuck's sake, he's an old man. Like, it's like, yeah, he's just, and he's slow, and he's just he's big. And he's just like, he can't move around properly and he just keeps getting hit. And it's like, yeah, it's not... Yeah, it is. It's, it's tough to watch. It it's is, to... yeah, like I say, it's a tough watch. Not only because he's getting sort of somewhat manhandled throughout most of it. Yeah. But also, at the same time, you're just like, stop it, mate. Stop it. Because you you saying about like watching your old man getting beaten up. But at the same time, it's like watching your old man try and get in a fight yeah. with somebody that's... 30 years younger than me yeah. like dad stop it leave, leave it mate he ain't worth it leave it <laughs> leave it yeah leave it man just leave it leave it leave it don't touch leave me it. don't touch me don't touch me no, don't, don't touch me don't touch me <laughs> but yeah it's just just come on because but that's like kind of the thing for me is that there's nothing to prove you've got nothing to prove Rocky you've already shown us I know you're only trying to do it for yourself again and we're really grateful that you're trying to ignore five. <laughs> but yeah, for the, for for the legacy of the Rocky films at this point to end with Balboa, yeah, is excellent. Yes, absolutely. And yeah, they 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 do what they set out to do, like I said, which is course correct from five and leave it on a high note. Mm-hmm. Um, even though, yeah, the the they bend over backwards to make it work. Yeah, um, and that comes down to you know. Little things, you know, bigger character things like Adrian not being there, or mm-hmm. smaller things like the stuff in in the fight, the fact that he breaks his hand. Yeah, <laughs> like they'll do anything they get, they will move heaven and earth to make this work, and he does. Mm-hmm. Um, just about. It's a shame that, like you said, that the Robert stuff doesn't quite pay off um, in the way that it could have done. Say say that what you will. I think a lot of it, like for me, a lot of it comes down to Milo, unfortunately. <laughs> um, yeah, but, which which is a shame. Yeah. Um, because they could, I think there could have been one or two great scenes between them. Like if you look, like looking forward again, some of the scenes that they, he has with Adonis, where they're getting real with one another, is great. Um, but that's, that's when Michael B. Jordan's a much better actor than Milo Ventimiglia. Yes, yes, he is. Um, but well, I really enjoyed his performance in Fantastic Four. Can you stop talking about Fantastic? Like next week we're talking about Creed, but if you mention Fantastic Four. Actually, no, we're talking about Creed, but I'm editing it, so we I'll cut out every fucking mention of Fantastic Four, or, or so help me God. Um, like, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, this, but for all intents and purposes, this was it. Um, he never yeah. intended for there to be any more. Nope. Um, and then Creed came along, which was a whole other thing. We'll get into the sort of the genesis of yeah. Creed next week. 
um, about who came up with this idea to sort of reboot it all. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's the thing; is it feels like it's a re- it's a soft reboot. Um, yeah, I mean, it's it's not even like a soft reboot. I think it's a respective closure. Yeah, uh, not respective. I think it's a respectful sort of closure. So it's it's recognizing that they fucked it with five. Yeah, and that by and that they owed Rocky an actual a legacy to be able to pass on the torch well not even pass on the torch but be able to retire suitably but yeah and it, it's I think it's allowed the the appropriate retirement yeah you know it, because if if we'd have opened this film and he's just going you know what I don't think I'm ready for it it wouldn't really have been a Rocky film no it would have been some sort of old man drama which yeah. it kind of is but it's a sporting yeah. aspect to it as well I think it's I think it was really important that this film was made. Yes, absolutely. And really, really, really liked it. Interestingly, I was looking up, like, whilst I was watching it, and I was like, I really enjoyed this at the cinema. And then I watched it again, and I was like, I actually still really enjoy this film. Yeah, yeah. And I was, I sort of looked up online, and I was like, I'm really interested to see how other people feel about this. Am I the only one? Am yeah. I, is this only because I've been watching all of these films week on week? Yeah. But it's, it's it's really 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 well received. Everyone loves it. Everyone loves it. Like people say, like some people have gone as far as to say it's better than, the, or it's on a par with the original, which is a bit much. No, it's um, too far. But, but yeah, it's, it it is well received. Like you're right, and it's sort of everyone said, right, this is better. This is the send off it needed, and everyone was happy to draw a line under it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it, it is quite well. Received. Although there was like I remember at the time, like previously to it coming out, there was a lot of people rolling their eyes saying, really. Like this, because he was just—it was when it's because he was doing this and he was doing Rambo. It was like this, this last hurrah for this old guy who's like can't yeah. let it go. Um, and they were like, oh, he's doing another Rocky movie. That's ridiculous. He's so old. He can't do that. But then they actually go and watch the movie. And it's like, oh shit, it's really good. <laughs> so yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, before we do wrap up, then we need to do the ranking. So I think this finally might break the the, the streak that you've been on, which is that every movie we've watched has gone lower and lower down and you've just been going one to five. So on that basis, do you want to go first? Shall I go first? Yeah, you go right, first. So I, I think um, I'm starting to struggle now because they're getting, because obviously they sort of blend in together a bit. So right, so we've got Rocky 1. I still think Rocky 1 is the best. Mm-hmm. And then for me, I think it, out of personal preference, I think you go, then goes Rocky 3. Yeah. Then Rocky 2. Mm-hmm. Then Balboa, right? Then four, then five. Okay, yeah. I think I th- I'm struggling with four between four and Balboa because I really do, I think Balboa is probably a, is a better movie than yeah. four, but four is like. But what about your really wanky? Is it film or is it a movie? Oh fuck off! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So okay, there you go then. So uh, four is a movie. Balboa and Rocky are films. Yes, that's it, I think. Yeah, I'm, I'm happy with that, actually, now I think about it. Because, again, I keep coming back to... I don't like putting 4 that far down, because I do really enjoy 4. Yeah. Um, but something has to go down there. Well, yeah, I mean, it's not... And it's you're, like, not you're not saying it's bad, just no, because I, it's down there. No. And I, there's so much that I love about 4. Like, all the obviously, the music and the Dr. Lundgren and all that. But, we, you know, we talked about that earlier. But anyway, that's where I'm at. What about you? So... I'm still with one. Rocky is still my number one out of all of them. Mm. Um, I'm still very close between two and three. 
Yeah. So I think it's still one, two, three. Actually, I don't know. I don't know. I'm really struggling, actually. Because you're four, five, and six, you've got a rank. Yeah. Because, yeah, I know that's, you're having the same problem that I have with in terms of bow, but like, clearly five is at the bottom. We know that. Yeah, five that's, is that, at the bottom. That's easy. So all, we need, all we're trying to figure out then, I guess, for you is what goes into that number four slot. Is it number four? Or no, is it it's Balboa? what goes into my number three slot. Oh, three, right. So you've got one and two at the top. So one and two are still at the top, but I don't know. But I think, because I'm still struggling with the fact that Balboa still, to me, feels like a se- it could be a sequel to any of them. Yeah. And it works more dramatically it takes less of a sort of shift away yeah than sort of three four and five do yeah but i think it's going to have to be in fourth place yeah so i think it's rocky one rocky two rocky three balboa four and five but yeah so it makes it a little bit more annoying to remember because it was pretty straightforward last time (laughs) But yeah, I think I'm going to put it in at number four. But I like that you have to remember. Like I feel like like I don't want ever want to write mine down as well mm. because then I I want to actually have to think about it every time. Yeah. Um, yeah. But like. Um, yeah, no, I'm happy with that. I think I've got yeah. Creed is going to be interesting because I really really fucking love Creed. Like yeah, it was it was it really struck a chord. But I, I don't know where I'm going to sit it because it kind of feels like a. But anyway, we'll talk about it next week. But yeah, that's where we're at with the Rocky saga. Um, and th- we thought it was over, but it's not quite. We've got a bit more left to do. There's a little bit more fight left in the dog. There's, well, not even that. There's not even fight left in Rocky anymore. It's about passing on the mantle, isn't it, I guess? Yeah. Um, so, which is good. I mean, if, can you imagine if they tried to make another one after this with him fighting? <laughs> like, fucking hell. <laughs> okay, so I think that's about it for this week. <laughs> Thank you all for taking your time out of your week to listen to us ramble about films we sometimes like, sometimes love, and sometimes hate. If you want to get in touch with anything we've missed, you can find us at the Oncast Pod on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. If you like what you've heard today, please subscribe on iTunes or your usual podcatcher. Tell your friends, family, pets, neighbours, strangers on the street, or one of your Tinder hookups, you sexy thing. And if you're so inclined, please, please leave us a five-star review on iTunes. Unfortunately, it is really, really important, and we would be hugely grateful. Right, to close off, next week we'll be continuing the Grand Rewatch with 2015's Creed, where we look forward to rambling some more of our sweet, sweet nonsense into your ear holes. See you next week, readers. Bye. Bye. (laughs) So many laptops and screens. I was very ill prepared this week.